0: good morning how are you guys good you guys excited for the picnic <laughs> no yes um we um, we're excited for the picnic and uh, we brought a bunch of gloves and balls and uh, bikes and food so it'll be fun just to hang out and uh, fellowship together with each other but this morning before we go to the picnic we're going to finish off colossians finally finally we're going to get through colossians this week i know we've been going through this um, verse-by-verse through this amazing book, but today I'm going to try to do all of chapter four just this morning. Uh, However, mostly I want to focus on just four verses in chapter four for this week because I feel those four verses speak to us, all of us, in terms of us, each of us individually and all of us as a a church. I trust that everyone has been following through uh, this book in your own time. As we are wrapping it up this morning, uh, it's somewhat bittersweet for me. I really enjoy going through this book verse by verse. At the same time, I am very excited to see where God will take us as as a church as we apply what we have learned in Colossians. The reason is because the Colossians are, are somewhat similar to us, right? Because Paul was writing to the Colossians because they were new Christians. So they were not... Uh, completely, or totally understanding their the new status and their foundation in Christ. And for us, we are a young church, and we're still trying to learn about uh, how to walk fully into of what God has for us. And when I say us, I'm referring to us as a church and each of us individually. Also, so we can apply the content from Colossians to help all of us to be uh, to have a stronger, a firmer, and a deeper foundation in. On how to be, like how we got to be in the kingdom of light, which is we were rescued by Jesus, the king of this kingdom of light. And uh, the verses that really speak to who Jesus is was Colossians chapter 1, verses uh, 15 to 20. These six verses alone, they are very understated. If uh, I've spent a lot of time reading on different uh, commentaries. Those six verses are amazing. So if you guys want to know or don't know what to read during your devotion time, read those verses. It will help give us a better understanding of who is this king, this God of the impossible, God of the visible and invisible. So those are like absolute amazing verses and and that will help us to have a better understanding of his power, his grace, and his glory. Uh, Paul went on to say, talk about why we're different, you know, as in we're not the same as before because we've been rescued into the kingdom of light, because now we're spiritually possessed, because Christ indwells within us, that means Jesus Christ is permanently, permanently present in our soul and in our mind, within each of us, Christ in me, the hope of glory, uh, those verses just for to the later today, so, and I'm just gonna do, a, I'm just doing a quick review for all of us, and then how we are to live out this new life, this new self, which is in chapter three. So we talked about how we are to live among each other and how we are to live within each of our own family and each of our own household. Uh, and after that, Paul goes on to talk about how we're going to live among those outside the church. And that's what we're going to go through this morning. And I trust that, that for us as a church, we, as we go through the book of Colossians, we will apply those foundations to our daily lives as we go the formway, way, because we don't want to go through the book and say, oh, it's really good, and then we move on. We want to fully apply what we've learned so we can grow and mature in Christ. So let's go through the verses that I believe that God wants to speak to us for this time, for this season, but at the same time, finishing off Colossians. So here we go. Colossians chapter four, verse two to six. I have it on the slide, but you can also turn it to your Bible if you want. Devote yourselves to prayer. Being watchful and thankful. Thankful. That's what Vanessa was singing for this morning. Just for us to be thankful. Thank him for who he is. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chain chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act to outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So for these verses right here, it starts with devote. Devote yourselves to prayer. So devote means to give all or most of one's time or resources. So devote all or most of our time to prayer. So this is a verse that's encouraging us to, again, spend all or most of our time to prayer so i'm going to say it one more time for that to sink in give most or all of our time to prayer prayer is how we communicate to god right paul was writing this letter but we know that he was guided by the holy spirit so essentially god is telling us devote yourselves to prayer devote yourself to communicating with him because Praying is communicating with God. So God is saying, devote yourself, give all or most of your time communicating with me, talking with me, hearing from me, hearing the things that I have for you, for your life. So, prayer in general, I think when I was younger, as a new Christian, and and even before that, the, the general understanding of prayer is to ask for things. All right? That's only a small part of what prayer is. Just imagine if. The only time that someone that you love will only come to you is when they're asking for money or favor. That wouldn't be fun, right? It's okay to do that once in a while, but if we do that all the time, that's the only time we pray, it's not that much fun. So prayer is communicating with God. So it's not about just asking for things. Prayer is important and necessary for us to do because that is how we are communicating to God. As I said, if we believe in God, but don't really talk with him, what's the point, right? The God who loves us, he wants to speak to us, he wants to speak in our lives, he wants to reveal things to us, so we want to talk with him. It is a tremendous privilege for us to be able to speak to the creator of all things, and we should do it more often, and I'm speaking to myself also, we should do it much more often, and I'm speaking to all of us, Christians in general. So our enemy, Satan, does all that he can to keep us from praying. We can go to every single church event, you know, Sunday service, connect group, small group, uh, woman's outing, man's outing, um, I don't know, the youth group, whatever. But if we don't pray, if we don't talk to God, that means Satan has done his job and he's very happy. He's very happy, Satan is very happy with a prayerless church. So when I say a prayerless church, I mean a church where most people, are not devoted to prayer. It is not enough that uh, a few people are praying on behalf of the church, right? Because all of us need to be devoted to prayer. This verse doesn't say uh, church leaders, devote yourselves to prayer. Or those in leadership positions, devote yourselves to prayer. So God is speaking to us. So if we can step aside and realize that scripture is from God himself, so Paul is writing to Colossians, but it is God speaking to us. So he's telling us, devote yourselves to prayer. And we can do it easily. We talked about this all the time, you know, in terms of spending time with God. It doesn't have to be go into a quiet room. It can be like that, but it doesn't have to be like that. We can do, we can talk to God, communicate with God when we're commuting. For me, that's my time when I talk with God is when I'm commuting during my uh, Mondays through Fridays as I'm moonlighting for my other job. Uh, or we, we talked about we can also, when we go running, when we're walking, you know, when we're doing some uh, mundane household chores, like sometimes for me, doing the dishes, is that's how I'm trying to hear from God. Or we can just set aside uh, our own quiet time. This may be um, uncomfortable and challenging for us to hear because it was challenging for me when I read this. Devote yourselves to prayer. Give all or most of your time to prayer. But it's necessary for us to hear because... Going back to this, God is spurring us, he's encouraging us, all of us, to devote ourselves in terms of communicating with him to prayer. So we don't have time to fully go into prayer, but I, I, if I can simplify it by saying it, it's about time with Jesus, right? We talk about that, communicating with God. Just as we are in a relationship with the person that we cherish the most, like your bestest best friend, you wanna talk to your bestest best friend, right? But in this case, your bestest, best friend is the most powerful being ever. It doesn't get any better than that. And there are many different ways to pray. You know, we can sit in silence, not talk and listen to him, just as we listen to our friends. That's about hearing God. When people use the term hearing God, that's what it is. And we can ask him what does he want us to do specifically, meaning hearing God for our lives, trying to hear God for the vision that he wants to tell us that we for our future we can share our ups and downs of our days with him with our bestest best friend and it's the same thing as we we talk about the things that we're thankful for that's like being thankful as what Vanessa said there's so many things for us to be thankful for Uh, we can talk to our bestest best friend about our uh, our friend's struggles that's interceding you know when you hear the term interceding that's when we're we're praying for our friends the things that they're going through. And or maybe ask for advice on how we can help our friends. Also the same things we're trying to intercede and help our friends see a supernatural perspective. We can ask for advice about our own si- uh, situation from Him. That's seeking God's counsel. Because God always knows things that we don't know. And it's always better to hear from God and follow Him. Because He wants much, much better things for us. So those are just some of the practical things we can do when it comes to prayer, uh, don't make it too complicated. I like things very simple. And praying, prayer is very simple. We already know how to pray. It's similar to, as I said, how we communicate to our bestest best friend. Think of your closest friend. That's how you pray, is how you talk and communicate with that, that person. So communicating with God is the same way as how we would communicate that. So we already know how to pray. And We know how to pray really well. We just want to make sure we do that with God so, because He desperately wants to spend time with each of us. He desperately wants to hear from us. Remember that Christ in me, the hope of glory. So Christ is in us. And we speak to, when we speak to God, or when we come before the presence of God, our Heavenly Father, He sees only the spirit of His Son, Jesus Christ. When we receive Jesus, that's all He sees. He doesn't see our imperfections. He doesn't see the the mistakes that we've made in the past. He doesn't see how not good-looking we are. He doesn't care about those things. What he sees is his son, whom he loves. In him, he is well-pleased. That's what he sees. So he desperately wants to talk to us. Our God, the one whom we sang to this morning, is totally and completely devoted to us. Completely devoted to us. That's why I use the term, he desperately wants to talk with us. He desperately wants to hear from us. I want to, and I want to share with you guys the verses that, are, that speak to how much God loves us. It's, uh, I didn't write this down, but it's from Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 7. Initially, I was going to share just verse 1 and 2, but I just felt it does not do it justice. So if you guys just don't turn to this chapter, just listen or close your eyes and listen. And I feel like this is how God wants us to know how he feels. Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 7. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you, you will not be burned the flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead, since you are precious and honored in my sight. And because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you, I will bring your children from the east, gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. That is a small, small sample size of God's love for us and his devotion for us. And that's what he wants us to know. And as we devote ourselves to prayer, God wants us to pay careful attention to two things when we talk to him. And that goes on to the next verses. Be watchful, right? Devote yourselves to prayer, be watchful. Be watchful as in be alert. Don't be distracted. Because if you're talking to your best, best, bestest best friend or when your bestest best friend talking to you and you get distracted, they're gonna know, right? Vanessa catch me doing that all the time. I'm sitting there watching ESPN and she's talking to me and I'm distracted. It's like, oh, right, here we go. Okay, I'm sorry. Say that again. So, they, so don't be distracted. God is reminding us, be watchful when you spend time with me. Be alert. It's something causing us to lose focus on our time with God. Don't be distracted. Don't lose focus. Persevere through the distractions. Don't let anything interfere with our prayer time. I don't mean once in a while when we have a phone call when you're praying. However, if it happens all the time, then we need to do something about that, right? Be aware if something always come up when we want to pray. Find a time and a place where there's no distraction, or tune out the distractions. I don't want to say the devil is behind every distraction when we pray, because I don't believe that is the case. However, he may be behind some of the distractions. And other times, it could be because maybe we feel uncomfortable and not knowing what to say. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Be thankful. Just be thankful. Start out with being alert when we pray, and be thankful when we pray. Try that next time if you don't know what to say. If you don't know what to pray, just tell God about the things that we're thankful for, no matter how small they are. There are so many things to be thankful for. Just that's what came through in the worship. Vanessa, didn't know I was going to share on this, and I didn't know that she was going to sing that out prophetically, but that's the basic thing for us to do when we pray. Just be thankful. That's why we worship in the beginning, so we can be thankful, so we can set our heart in the right place to hear from Him and to be with Him. Be thankful for the freedom to worship, being able to worship. There are many places that we cannot worship in public. Be thankful for our health, for our families for our jobs, be able to wake up this morning, have food to eat, have more than one outfit. Be thankful that we can read and write. It seems like small things, but it's not small for some people. And be thankful that we have eternal life in Jesus. Eternal life. Eternal life. So devote yourselves to prayer. Being watchful and thankful. So it is being watchful and thankful, not being watchful, or thankful. So Paul is encouraging the Colossians, or in turn encouraging us to do the same thing uh, as what he was doing because uh, Paul is the author and he's not asking the Colossians to do something that he would not do, right, because it doesn't matter how mature we may think we are, be devoted, devote yourself to prayer, be watchful and thankful. Everyone is doing it. Whether you've been walking with God for years and years or just started yesterday. Devote to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. Because Paul even um, showed the example of that in the beginning from the first chapter. If you remember, he started with, in verse 3, chapter 1, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. We have not stopped praying for you. In verse 9, it said So Paul always persevered through the distraction to pray for himself and others. And as we get more comfortable with praying, through being devoted to it, through being focused and not distracted, so being thankful while we pray, we will get better. Just the same thing as when we go running, right? The first time that you go running, you can probably do three, four blocks of running, but after a while, you want to get better, right? I, I think we all want to get better. We want to be able to run a mile, two miles, three miles, five miles, a marathon, you know, 50 miles. Or Ryan, I don't know, 500 miles, whatever that is. So we want to, to be intentional and get better because we want to go somewhere. We want to have a purpose in what we do. And those are the, these are the things that Paul is trying to teach us. Oh, God is, God is telling us to do. Devote yourself to prayer, be watchful and thankful, and pray for doors to be open for the message of the gospel. That's what Paul was asking for. And that's what we are to pray for not only for us, but for everyone. I pray for Marie, so then doors will be open, so she can share the message of the gospel. For Tara, for Do, for Vanessa, and then you guys pray for me, so then doors will be open, so we can share the message of the mystery of Christ. And number two, proclaim the message clearly, right? As Paul went on to say, so then I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. We don't want to force the gospel on people as we need to be discerning of when people are receptive to hearing about the person of Jesus Christ who completely turned our lives upside down. I think I speak that for everyone. He completely turned my life upside down. So pray for the opportunity. Pray for the doors to be open. Wait for the opportunity, but don't use that as a reason for not sharing the gospel. Pray for the opportunity to present itself. So be ready, right? Be ready. And when it does, as Paul said, share it clearly as we should. This applies to each and every one of us. Pray for opportunity for ourselves and others to proclaim the mystery of Christ. Pray for the opportunity to share the gospel with our best friends, with our family members. You know, if Paul and his entourage, is that the right term, or his team needed help in praying for open doors to op- to share the gospel. how much more do we need help in terms of for doors to be open right we can 't force our way in. we need for God to soften hearts and then give us the opportunity to share and I want to use an example um, of myself so that you guys know what it means just continuing praying pray un- unceasingly right in first Thessalonian and uh, Corinthians and 1 Peter. So just pray until the opportunity will come up. An example is I think you guys know this my parents. They don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe in God. But I've been praying always for the opportunity to share with them. Because when the opportunity comes, I will be ready. I will be prepared. And I will pray, hopefully, that I will clearly share the message as I should. I want to encourage all of us to be prepared. To share our message when the time comes, and it's important to note that this verse doesn't say, "Open door so we can walk through," and bring recognitions. It's open door for our message, the message of the mystery of Christ, the word of God. The message of the mystery of Christ is what brings power and has fruit. Just what we saw in First Colossians, uh, Colossians chapter one, verse six: the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, right? Anyone in any social circle, in any economic circle, any status circle, politically, no matter how old you are, how young you are, how upper echelon, or you're homeless, what have you, anyone can share the message of the mystery of Christ. Sharing the message is the easiest thing to do in terms of carrying out the Great Commission. It's the easiest thing to do, to share the message. And it's the most effective and most powerful way for the gospel to bear fruit and grow. Just as Colossians went on to say that, you know, pray that we, all of us, may proclaim it clearly as we should. Proclaim it clearly instead of just mumbling through it. Pray for wisdom to articulate it when the opportunity presents itself. We want to be prepared, right? But we also want to trust that when the time comes, we want the Holy Spirit to lead us and speak for us. Jesus said this in Luke 12, don't worry, when the time comes, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say and how to say it, but we still need to be prepared because, you know, if if someone come up, if the opportunity arrives, right, open doors, the doors are open, and then someone will talk about, well, why do you love Jesus? Why did he go to church? It's like, if your answer is, I love God because he's awesome, well, why do you love God? Well, he's cool. Well, why do you love God? Because he's awesome. Like, Why? That's what I mean. Prepare so we can share it clearly. Just saying, well, he's awesome. Yes, he's awesome, but why? Explain it. Why he's awesome to us. Why he's incredible. Why he's amazing to us. Share it in our own way. Share our message. See, that's what Paul was saying. Prepare, Pray for open doors so we can share our message. We share our message, each of us share the message from our own understanding of Jesus, our own intimacy with Jesus. And that's why it's important for us to spend time with Him. Devote ourselves to prayer, so we can get to know Him better. Then we can share the message. The people whom we've been given the opportunity to share the message. The doors have been opened to those people. They need to hear from us, each of us. Hear it in the way that how we talk, in a way how we understand Jesus. They are not meant to hear it as a replay of a Billy Graham sermon. They want to hear the message from us, from our heart. God brought those people into our lives for that specific moment, for that specific opportunity, so we can share our own message to to them. So that's what Scripture is encouraging us to pray. And if we look at it from that standpoint that God is telling us, devote yourself to prayer, Pray for open doors so you can share the message. Pray so that you can share clearly as you should. And as we devote our time to to pray and as we spend time with God, we will realize that it's the most precious thing. It's to be in relationship with the Almighty Father. We will know Him more. The more we spend time in prayer, the more we will know Him. The more easy for us to hear from Him. The more uh, easier for us to overcome like, the the, the prophetic words that came through, the easier it is to overcome obstacles and challenges. And suddenly we will see things on how to approach our problems that other people wouldn't normally see. Our background and our training would not provide us for, but God is giving us the answer on how to overcome the obstacles that we're facing. And we get to know more of who He is and what God cares about. What does He care about? He cares about the good news is being proclaimed. He wants all people to know of how much he loves them and the goodness of who he is. He wants us to tell others about him in the same way as we tell our family members about the person whom we dearly love. Right? He wants us to know that. Because if we know God and we get to know him so well, that's what, we, that's what he wants us to say. Because I, I want to use an example. I always use our personal example because I, I don't want to use other people's example because I don't want you to feel like I'm picking on you. But for example, when, I, when we first had Liam, that, converse, that topic would always come up in every single conversation. Yeah, I just had a son. Somehow, whether it's through work or through uh, taking Uber or just taking a taxi or walking down the street, going to the store or hanging out with friends, that would always come up. It's because Liam, when he was first born, his birth completely changed our lives and impacted every aspect of my life. Right? And even for those who don't have kids, try to go for more than five minutes when you talk to someone who just had a kid to see if that topic doesn't come up. It's the same thing. So it's the same with salvation for us. It should be the same with Jesus for us if we truly understand the price that Jesus paid for our gift of salvation. Our totally undeserved gift of salvation. Then we will want everybody to know Excited for the opportunity to bring that up and share with others. So lastly, when we share about Jesus, the verses went on to say, make sure it is full of grace and seasoned with salt. Full of grace means don't look down on people or even be intimidated by people. Let's say if we are poor and we're talking to someone who's really wealthy, don't be intimidated by them if they have some high position somewhere, don't be intimidated by them. Just full of grace and share from a place of love for them. Let God's love for us flow out toward them as we share our message. We will understand and have an abundance of God's love when we devote ourselves to prayer. So the more we spend time in prayer, the more we will understand and have His love And the more and the easier it will flow out onto those when we share with them. Because remember, God so loved the world that he gave his begotten son. Right? So he loves all the other people too. That's why full of grace and seasoned with salt when we share the message. Salt is something that keeps food from being decayed, right? Or rotten back in those days. And it's also use of salt is to bring out flavor in the food that we eat. But this means to have wisdom, to be prepared. That's what we talked about earlier. Just be prepared to share clearly. Share from a place of personal revelation. And be prepared to share how it has transformed us, how we've changed. Share from a place of how our lives have been changed as we were seasoned with salt, as we were seasoned with the truth, understanding the truth of who God is and what we have in Him. And when we share the gospel, let the love of God flow through our conversation full of grace and at the same time share from the truth that has been revealed to us, the truth that has changed us, how our lives have been changed from being seasoned with salt, right? seasoned with the truth. That's, um, these verses are short, but I think it's a challenge for us, at least it was a challenge for me, to devote ourselves to prayer and be ready and be prepared and when the time comes. Share clearly. Because just put Paul aside, God is telling us to be ready. The time will come and share your message, your personal message of what it means to have a relationship with Jesus and what it means to you. And the way for us to be able to do that, to be prepared, is to devote ourselves to prayer. Pray for all of us to have the opportunity to share about Jesus to be prepared to share our personal understanding of Jesus with love and uh, truth, grace and salt. Salt, truth, there you go. I mixed them up. With grace and season with salt. There's so much in these verses, but we don't have time to go further about what God is telling us. But I want to close it because the rest of Colossians, Paul was talking about uh, the status of his team and uh, to let the Colossians know what's going on. But as we're finishing up the Colossians, I want to encourage everyone, myself included, to remind ourselves about the first three chapters in Colossians and how it got us to this point, right? Knowing who we are, where we were, how we are rescued into the kingdom of God. Now that Christ is in me, the hope of glory, we're in Christ. Having that revelation, that understanding will give us the confidence, and the security to pray. And the more we pray, the more we will be at ease with who God is, our relationship with Him, and be able to share from a place of a supernatural wisdom. As we get to know more of who Jesus is, we can share from that. A a place of greater revelations of Jesus. And look for the opportunity to share clearly, as Paul said. Because we should share that message clearly. Even Paul said, I need to share it clearly. How much more for us to need to share it clearly? So, um, anyway, I want to encourage us for that, and I think that's, that's going to, hopefully, I trust that will take us into the season. It's something for us to remember, to remember ourselves, to devote ourselves to prayer. Be thankful when we pray. Be watchful when we pray. Just pray for opportunities for us to share the message. And pray prepare ourselves so we can share clearly and pray for others for doors to be open for others so they can share the message also that's what I have for us and I'm excited that we're closing classes and we're going to start a new series this uh, next week and there will be six weeks that we're going to share things on about uh, what God is, wants us to know more and help us be equipped with the things that he has for us and uh, that's what I have for today I um, I'm gonna, can I pray over us And I can ask Gavin to close the meeting. So, Father, we just want to thank you for for you, for who you are, God. We just want to thank you, as these verses say, just be thankful. We just want to thank you that we can come and worship you. We can gather and sing to you, be in your presence, to hear from you, to know more of who you are, to know more of your heart and your love for us, of what you want for us to know and to experience, to understand of how great you are. And we're so thankful for that, Lord. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that we will have the conviction and the strength, the determination, the perseverance to devote ourselves to prayer, that to continually pray for opportunities, to pray that we can share the message of the mystery of Christ and to share it clearly so people will be transformed, that people will change, that people will change their lives, that their lives will be changed and will be turned upside down because of the privilege to know you, to know who you are. We love you, Lord Jesus. And I just want to pray, I just feel like now, I think some of us, we all have a person in our hearts, in our minds, that we are trusting for them to know Jesus, myself included. And I just want to pray, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would Open doors for those people so we can share the message of the mystery of Christ, Lord. Right now, Lord, for those specific people. I just want to pray that you will soften their hearts and open their minds, open their eyes, open their eyes to their heart. Open the eyes of their heart, Lord, as like Gavin has said earlier before we started worshiping. Open the eyes of their heart to see you so we can share the message. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you will lead us and allow us to share it clearly so they will come to know the mystery of who you are, the mighty love of Jesus Christ. We love you, God, and we praise you. We pray all these things to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.